head. But... All right. So this is another episode of First in Ten. Uh, my name is Jason McIntyre, and we have uh, Dave McCarney, or Coach Mac, with us again. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Jason. Thanks. So we talked a little bit about some topics, and I think that you you brought up a really good idea. You wanted to talk about mental health in sports, um, and I think this is a very public thing recently. But this has been around a long time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it has. But back in my day, I was the uh, head coach, the counselor, the surrogate parent, and the you know the the uh, the, the shrink that kids would talk to, or. I might have a coach that was on the staff that was good at that. And he sure. would see, see uh, student athletes that were maybe having some sort of issue and, or he knew they had a family issue or a personal issue and he'd counsel them. So yeah, it's been around. So my experience with this, I mean, I, I remember talking to my coach about certain things and dealing with things, but recently, um, I can't think of the tennis player off the top of my head. She was a female tennis player. She won. She was very young. Uh, Simone Biles, the gymnast, stepped back for a little bit. There are a number of high-profile athletes who have been stepping back. What do you think changed that has made these athletes um, comfortable with being public with their mental health struggles? The the tennis player you're talking about is a Japanese girl that withdrew during the French Open two years ago. That's right. She she cited that. that she was having mental uh, problems, uh, the, the pressure that causes anxiety, and the, the media is <laughs> what's changed the biggest. They they just put a lot of pressure on you and a- ask uh, questions that sometimes that the tennis player I think was eighteen or nineteen at the time. She just c- just couldn't cope with it anymore, and uh, I think the pressure of doing commercials for the Olympics her the gymnast she started having problems with with her uh anxiety and i think the social media is is the biggest is the biggest difference back back in my day if i had an interview on radio twice in a week this was down in uh, florida when i was a head coach down there they'd interview me on um, saturday morning a post-game kind of interview Mm -hmm. then they'd interview me on thursday for for the Mm pre-game interview and that was it, Jason. And and I, I mean, I, that was kind of exciting at that time to get a little bit of attention from the newspaper. Mm-hmm. But now you've got um, uh, media uh, from all different directions coming at the college athletes, the Olympic athletes, the uh, the bloggers. And uh, I watched the press conference of the Big Ten the other day, and I didn't even recognize some of the media outlets that they represented. So there's there's probably four times as many. And another thing, Jason, I think the media has changed in their approach. I think before they were uh, more of a they would take a situation and kind of uh, talk about it and make it sound, you know, um, uh, that it wasn't so bad. And now they just outright, I think, attack some kids, you know, and 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 make them feel, you know, they put a lot of pressure on them by pointing out the negatives and. How are you going to correct this? How are you going to correct that? I think, I think the attitude of the media has changed a little bit. So uh, I, I, I think that's a great point. Um, I don't know if we introduced you yet, but this is Mike Coletta. Mike, can you give me a real quick 10-second background of uh, your experience with sports and how you, how you know uh, Coach Mack? Well, uh, Coach and I, uh, we started coaching together back in, I think it was 1971. 
and uh, we coached together at a couple of uh, high schools. Uh, we coached in college at the same time. Uh, I was at uh, Eastern Western uh, Eastern Michigan Western Michigan University of Illinois, but that was around 40 years ago. And then uh, we both came back to high school coaching and coach uh, coach many sports for me: uh, football, track, uh, volleyball, tennis, golf. And uh, then we maintained a friendship. And then he became an athletic director. We worked together as athletic directors, and we both retired out of the public education system about. Uh, Oh, about eight or 10 years ago, when you said about 10, 12 years, something like that. Time flies when you're retired. Sure. <laughs> and he said he was having so much fun on the podcast, he decided to rope you in. Yeah, he said, hey, you got some thoughts on this? <laughs> I, I sure do. So I want to go back to your question. It was a good, or your comment, it was a very good comment. We were talking about the change in the pressure that athletes are feeling. And uh, Coach Mack was talking a little bit about kind of the increased exposure with social media, but you had mentioned there's a different approach with the media. You were kind mm -hmm. of alluding to a more aggressive approach to the media. Um, when do you think that this changed and why, why do you think that changed? Well, I, I think it's changed. It's been kind of a progression over the years. I, I'd say I've noticed it since I retired in post, uh, 2007 and then prior to that in coaching. And I remember coaching in high school, we would lose a game 60 to nothing. And I'd read the, uh, the newspaper article the next day. And it sounded like, boy, if we just had one player, we didn't fumble that ball. We were right in this thing. And I always appreciated that local guy making, mm -hmm. not making it bad for the kids. And yep, I, I think it changed with the attitude, you know, you're, everybody's trying to outdo everybody. And if I can have the big scoop or the big comment or the big, uh, uh, story about whatever, I, I think they're just unfiltered. They're not not filtered sure. like there used to be. And there's a lot more coverage, like Coach said, a lot of younger people and they want to make their, you know, uh, make their bones, so to speak, or in, in the in the news coverage by, uh, you know, by being aggressive and being that kind of a um, uh, reporter. Sure. And, and you have a really good point. I think that uh, you mentioned, you know, there are two things that I could bring from that is one, we have so much more coverage. So it's very hard for a single article to stand out. So you might have to be a little more aggressive with your reporting. Yeah. Um, another thing is, is Coach Mack and I, in some of the previous podcasts, we talked about the loss of team and how kids are now going from different schools and, you know, they're not necessarily from the neighborhood and we don't have this tie to the community. And, and you said it perfectly with, you have a local reporter who's pulling for the team. And now when you get all these kids together and it's just a bunch of individuals, the reporter you know, they don't have any, there's just no loyalty anymore. So let's, let's go after them in a sense. Do you think that that's fair? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair. Mm -hmm. I, and I think Mike has got a good point with um, the local reporters. They're, they're just uh, not out there anymore. We don't even have the, the local paper that he's referring to, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the, 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 that covered us on a weekly basis. And, and that's a shame because mm -hmm. they don't do any feature articles on the local athletes, not that's different. And I always liked that. They they had at least once a week, you know, who's your player of the week, coach? Who's the kid that you thought played the best? And you know, you and as a coach, you wanted to spread that uh publicity around and the good feelings. So I, I don't see that happening anymore. And I see some of the newspapers that if they don't like your team for whatever reason, they mm -hmm. don't cover it as as fairly as they should. What comes to mind with me 
somebody asked me about who are the kids that you enjoyed working with the most or but it was always the answer was always the the student athletes whose parents were involved and i mm -hmm. think the parents if they're involved in a positive way i i think that they can help their son or daughter with those kinds of anxieties and stresses and and that goes a long way with uh, taking care of that problem so it doesn't get to the coach. And an, another thing I want to throw in here, Jason, and add to Coach Mack, I think one thing, too, that we did when Coach and I were back in college, uh, as I remember always talking to our kids about how to handle, I, I hopefully they, they still do that. I don't know if they do it enough. How to handle, how to answer questions, things to, to stay away from, mm -hmm. uh, remarks maybe not to make, you know, and those kind of things. And, um, you know, I don't know, maybe that get that gets lost. And now that we've delegated it to so many people, we were a coach. We had to cover everything. Now we're just assuming that our mental health specialist for the team covered it. Maybe he didn't. So maybe some things get lost in this large corporation of a team we've created, you know. Mm -hmm. And instead of the, the players dealing with you directly, you're, you know, as a coach, I can imagine at some of these big colleges, you're almost dealing with the player's agent with some of these things now, because there's so much money and so much excitement for, for, for grabbing onto that, that the players aren't just there to play. They're there to make money, be big, you know, promote themselves. Yeah. They're, and there's street agents. Those are, are maybe coaches that they had in the AAU mm -hmm. and they get too involved. And if the parents don't back them off, that's a problem. Now, before we started today, we were briefly talking about things. And I think, Mike, you had a really good point about the struggles that you go through as a young athlete and taking a loss and figuring out how to do this and how this bolsters uh, your mental health and your ability to manage stress later on. Well, I'd like to say to that, Jason, sure. I think what happens is you don't have stress uh, because it goes back to every kid gets a trophy. Every kid's mm -hmm. a winner. Um when we were kids, Coach and I, hey, you lost and you you took it hard and you learned to deal with it, you know. And you were uh, at a small stage. You're in high school dealing with it mm -hmm. so that you're not 25 dealing with it. Yeah, right. Well, you know, even on the, if you deal with maybe a lesser uh, level of the stress and, and the uh, negativity in high school, but at least you have kind of a taste of it and know how to deal with it. And as you grow and that grows, so does your ability and strength to deal with it, I think. And you, you know? think that we've kind of lost that in sports a little we've bit, of, the value yeah, of a loss and a value of struggle? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Learn to deal with it. That's life. That's life. Um, is there anything else that, that either of you want to jump in real quick before we end the episode today? No, I, I, I'm all right. I just, I just think that uh, the uh, support system in the athletic departments is a good thing. But I just think there's got to there has to be a balance, and like Mike said, they sometimes the coaches are turning it over to people that are maybe not haven't gone through the experience as an athlete. So there are certain certain ways to to deal with athletes, and sometimes tough love still works. It, it doesn't, and understanding will work as well. But uh, I, I think you know it's it's an issue that I'm glad to see them uh, dealing with it for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, that is another episode of First and Ten. Uh, today on the show, we had Mike Coletta. Mike, I hope you come back for, for the next one. Can you do that? 
Uh, sure try. Yes, I, I, I'm <laughs> All right. And we also had Dave McCarney, Coach Mac. Um, my name is Jason McIntyre. Thank you for listening. <laughs>